It's Cofield and Company, live on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Sports Reno. All right, here we go. Four o'clock hour. Reno's in ESPN. Reno, ESPN Las Vegas. John Von Tobel, Finley Toyota Studios. Demond is here as well. Really strong first hour. We'll have the archives up after the show up at lvsportsnetwork.com. And for our uh, Reno folks, if you want to listen to the whole show, the stream is up at lvsportsnetwork.com. Let's get to the big four. Battleborn Injury Lawyers presents the big four at four. Number four. You know, on this show, we celebrate National Food Days. And I saw a young lady uh, touting today's National Food Day party. Tomorrow, July 6th, is National Fried Chicken Day, so here are a bunch of different deals. This is probably the best deal on this list. When you buy a chicken sandwich combo app, you'll get a free chicken sandwich. You can redeem this offer through the app, the website, and it's available until July 9th. Okay. All right. Oh, she's cursing a lot. No, she's she's not. The uh, the Vast Sound crew, uh, by orders of management here, uh, we don't give free pops to non-advertisers. But, uh, yeah, there's there actually are a ton of specials on National Fried Chicken Day at a lot of the fast food places. So that was a fast food place, and that was a delivery service. I guess that, that's the only disappointing part. That particular place, I'll mention it one time, Popeye's, um, you can actually order it through the app or the website, and it's like a combo, and you get a free sandwich. But that's a, that's a good deal. A lot of them, though, push you to the delivery apps. Yeah, and whether you whether you get delivery or not, money gets taken out of that. Um, I don't know where you are on food delivery. I'm kind of out on the whole thing. I it's it's stupid on my part, but I'd rather spend a little bit of gas money and go to the place myself. Yeah, I think so. I've had a lot of horror stories with the food delivery too, right? In terms of the delivery itself, and also when it comes to the fast food stuff, when you get it, I, I haven't ordered. The only time I've ever ordered fast food was like years ago, and I was hammered, and I just you know didn't want to go anywhere because I couldn't. It wasn't safe. It's like super soggy because it's in the bag, right? right? And all the st- I guess I didn't really get the appeal of it. Didn't like it. You're 100 percent right on that. Right. 45 minutes yeah. later, it's not the same thing. Right. Especially if it's some like ten dollars. You yeah. Know, you're loading up on Taco Bell, but you can like things off the dollar menu. You know, it's not worth. It. Now here's the thing. The last time I ordered it, when I was really hammered, the person I passed out on the couch right by my front door. They came. Right. They knocked on the door. They messaged me. They called me. I was out. Really. But they didn't leave my food. No way. Yeah, they just left. I woke up in the morning to no food and like six missed calls. Yeah. You still got charged? Yeah. They got to leave it in that case. Right. I wanted my spicy chicken sandwich. Even if it was rock hard and cold in the morning, I bought it. Where is your favorite spicy chicken sandwich? More free pops. You know what? I won't say the place because I'm disappointed in them. Their spicy chicken sandwich could be so much better if the people who made it did it better. But there's a certain Are you place talking about out the, there. The factory or the people on the ground in the restaurant? In the restaurant. Really? Because. Why are you laughing, Devon? This is very important. If stuff. this is fast we, food, we I'm are, mad at them. Dude, we are. <laughs> well, I'm not cra- mad at them. I'm upset. I'm disappointed. We are a crazy chicken sandwich show. Like, we went ballistic three years ago when they just kept stacking them. Like, every month a new one would come out. And you remember, yeah. I'll mention them again Popeyes. I went around the city to see the madness. Oh. There, there were lines, they were sold out, there was limits on what you could get. It was a phenomenon. That, but, so, it was all, but it was all created. I think it was all a work by Big Chicken, like Big Tobacco. Big Chicken got us for like two years. But there's a certain fast food joint that has a spicy chicken sandwich. It's actually relatively new to their menu. That might give it away. That it, the, What makes it spicy is the sauce. But every time I get it, the sauce is like a doll, like a tiny uh, little dollop, or they never really do any. They don't put enough on it. Sometimes it's dry, but the sauce is great, and that's what makes it spicy. And if they were more consistent with it, it would be my favorite spicy chicken sandwich. 
All right, traditional fried chicken. Did anyone in the room grow up having it often? And that can include, you remember back in the day? Oven baked chicken? Uh, no, different. Uh, back in the day, there really was only, I mean, there, there were there were pockets in regions of local chicken joints. But like KFC kind of dominated yeah. when it came on the scene it's in the 60s. Total staple, like once a month on a Friday night. My dad okay, there you go. It. So a bucket of chicken, yeah. there you go. So it was a regular thing for you. My mom actually cooked it. I think she used a pressure cooker. You ever used a pressure cooker? No. Especially I know what they are. But about 40 years ago, they were loud and scary. You're just waiting for the thing to explode. So I love fried chicken. Now, can I cook it? No shot. On this show, by the way, I didn't let you answer. Oh, yeah. I grew up eating chicken. Yes. Okay. Fried chicken. It's different. Of course. Not just lame-ass chicken breast. Fried chicken. Right? On this show, I think DeMond won't want to fight me on this one. But we're going to find out a lot about DeMond here. And if he's like a true young single guy and he just eats out all the time or he can actually cook. My rankings, chances any of us on this show in the cast could actually make fried chicken at home. And I'm not including the guests because we have all these chefs. Like I guarantee Xavier Pope, who was on with us 15 minutes ago, probably does some vegan version of fake chicken. Grillin' McMillan. I'm not putting Mark. That's unfair. Well, it's out of the water. I actually, I have, in, in, in terms of who I think could do it and do it well, I have Willie number one. I have JVT two. Big Mac is a lunatic. You got into wars with him over over the you over know, cheese. How genuine everything was. I think Candy could do it. I'm actually going to put myself fifth. I have Damon sixth. I have Adam Hill seventh. Did I just insult Damon and his cooking ability? You're walking into a crazy show when it comes to cooking at home. Yeah, Steve. When I first saw these these the, the rankings here, the list, I'm not going to say. I was darn right offended. Were you livid? I think it's racist that you put me at the bottom of the list that I can't cook fried chicken. I'm not giving you extra If I was credit. number one, then I'd like, a, I, I would still would have took it. You think it was reverse? I, I, yeah. I wow. Reverse racist. It's I don't a no-win no win situation. No, my, <laughs> if he puts you at the top, he's yeah, screwed. Yeah, right? yeah. He's at the bottom. But now I'm at the bottom. Because Adam Hill, what? He can barely work an air fryer. That's his That is pretty bad to be right, right ahead of him. Yeah. yeah. He's like, just, if, yeah, so Adam Hill can barely season meat. So uh, the fact that I, he's the only person that I'm ahead of, I'm offended. Can you do it? Yes. You cook in oil? Yes. Oh, you can. Then you're ahead of me. I'm so afraid of oil. Really? What? Oh, yeah. Dude, is, is Isabel, my wife today, so I told you you made the pasta. Yeah. I go, I'm, I'm doing something. I'm making the meatballs, right? And yeah. so my hands are all dirty. So I say, hey, the water's boiling. I need you to take a generous pinch of salt, throw it in the water, and I need you to just dump the noodles in. That's all I need you to do. And she 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 puts the water in, and she does this with the the noodles. She grabs the box and she goes like this, eh, eh. like she reaches at a distance, oh, really? like, like it's gonna like pop up and get her, like it's like <laughs> boiling oil that's gonna like start screaming all over. Like it's just water, just dump it in. You're yeah. fine. It's a you, nightmare. You know the funny thing is, and I'm not a high level chef at all. I don't even know how I did this job. When I worked at that racetrack, the horse track, uh, back in New Jersey, uh, I spent like two summers as one of the barbecue, the grill cooks. And I used to burn the hair up my arms, yeah. like right before the elbow, all singed, my eyelashes, my eyebrows. And I wasn't afraid of that. I'd have flames firing up on me, but man, hot oil, I'm out. I'm out. All right. So Demond moves up the list. Sweet. That's, there's a lot of, this, this show is crazy, man. Some good chefs. Well, when, when Willie's in again, I mean, the fact that I even, actually, the fact that I even, like made this a competition. He'd be like, oh, I, I absolutely should be number one. I no, he shouldn't. He did rankings. He doesn't fry food. Yeah, he's too healthy. And candy, he's like a buck fifty-five. Yeah. What's he eating? He's what? Eating I think candy what's Willie gonna? Can... No, what's Willie gonna do? Make almond flour fried chicken and coconut oil? Get out of mm. here. He'd be terrible at it.
we got to lay that one down. That's that could get real ugly. I was I watched him on uh, TikTok make a steak the other day. Yeah, it's completely different. I didn't think he had enough char on it. I'll be honest. Very but unevenly. He, but he did. did you watch it? Oh, yeah, of course. What'd you think? I laughed. Oh, I'm <laughs> clipping that one. Wait a second. Why'd you laugh? <laughs> did you watch the video? I I didn't think. I don't think the pan was hot enough. Chef Von Tobel, your critiques? Yeah, of course not. The pan wasn't hot enough. Put it in and even start sizzling. And then he was terrible. trying to, yeah, he was trying to grill the sides. Right. There was like no grilling on it. But he, he had the time. He had the butter. He was chucking the butter all over it. Like the technique was there. Sure. I guess. Boy, there's going to be hell to pay on this one. Can we get out of this topic? Move on, please. Number three. I was, I'm shocked. I don't know where the hell. Well, he was at the race. Xavier Pope, uh, Xavier Pope was on with us last hour, and he's like, I didn't see any video of the sphere. That's all I'm getting on social media. I don't know what the connection is. I think they're paying him as an influencer, maybe. I don't know if they're doing this. But you remember the guy Perez Hilton, who was like big 15, 20 years ago? He yeah. had the kind of the long mug and the big teeth. Um, he's going crazy over this thing. People are going nuts about the sphere. I thought this would get you guys. This was a woman who I guess is involved in gaming taking a tour. It's not only the largest spherical building, but also has the biggest 16K resolution LED screen in the entire world. Not only does it deliver sound through the floorboards, but includes 4D features like scent, wind, and chair movements. Just imagine playing Tears of the Kingdom, and when Ganon hits your shield, you'll feel the earth rumble in your seat. Since it's almost complete, I wasn't allowed to take pictures and videos inside, but let me know if this is where you'd love to play some video games. There you go. The floor is yours. What a reference! Again, I got to learn more about I got to learn more about Demon and, and game. I have no idea, but what, the Ganon shield and the I'll let Demon go first. You know I understand the reference. I, I have no idea. Oh no, I am not a big video game guy. Nothing. Yeah, I mean, you, you get me on some 2K. You know, that's how my name on everything is Demonster, and that's basically that's the password if anyone wants to uh, attack me. It's it's a combination of Demonster something. But I was just so good at 2K in high school. They said he's Demonster. Wow. Yeah, like that. Tears of the Kingdom, the latest installment in the legendary saga that is the Legend of Zelda. So is this like Nintendo a Switch? Are you looking forward to going in the building and seeing if they're actually going to do gaming there and how they would do I was, it? I mean, that, I didn't. I've only thought music with that building. I didn't think that they were going to do stuff like that. If that's the case, that's actually really cool. Like she said, if they have all the capabilities of doing that and playing games, you know, like one of my some of my favorite rides are those like VR rides. Right where you like this, it moves with you while you're going through stuff, and it sprays water at you and everything. Some of those music parks, I'm in. We're Number about two. yeah. We're about uh, Commodore 64 crapping out. Uh, we're about three weeks away. I feel from jumping back into NFL and college football. I'm, I'm going to enjoy the month. I love football, but we can do other stuff. But you know, as I was mentioning yesterday. Colin Coward has a formula. They play the hits on that show. And I saw J-Mac doing a video portion of the show, and he was making his pick for the NFC. This one will hit close to home. The winner of the NFC will be the New Orleans Saints. Derek Carr finally gets on a winning team last year at this time. Ain't nobody had the Philadelphia Eagles going to the Super Bowl. Nobody. Just telling you, that Saints division, they could easily go 6-0 facing Desmond Ritter. Okay, uh, first of all, plenty of people had the Eagles going to the Super Bowl, so that's that's ridiculous. And I know that's a technique like, hey, that was a shocking team. No one had them. People did. We didn't. I actually went back and looked at our picks. Uh, did you remember that you had chosen the Colts and the Vikings? I remember. To make the Super Bowl. My choice was the Niners and the Ravens. So we were wrong, but uh, everyone thought the – lots of people thought the Eagles were going to win. 
the division, mm-hmm. and plenty of people thought the Eagles had a shot to get to the Super Bowl. That's not the point here. The point is this love affair now that people have with the Saints and Derek Carr because the division stinks. Congrats on this. They might win the division. In fact, they're heavily favored to win the division, which I think is way much, you know, way too high a price. Um, they have to get through the rest of the NFC, like the really good teams in the playoffs. Saints are good. And I, you know, can we, are we not going to handicap this in at all and be a bit cautious on Alvin Kamara? They're going to let this go two seasons after the beatdown that he was allegedly involved in right. over at the Cromwell? That we saw the footage of? I mean, <laughs> I'm with you. Like, I, I'm surprised that this is just like, uh, you know, everything's going to be fine. I also don't think that's going to be the case. The Saints are okay. I think the Panthers are a lot better than people think they are. Like, that's not going to be just some breeze to get through there. Mm-hmm. So, I'm with you. I think that if you roll into this thinking the Saints are going to be fine and that Alvin Kamara is just going to skip on through and never get anything, I, I'm amazed if that's going to be the case. Where are you on, Mr. Vaughn? I, I, I think Derek Carr's warts will show up at some point. When times are good, he's pretty solid. But when there's adversity, uh, look out. I don't think there's anyone in the division. Right. I don't but believe that's only it. six of the games, and then the hey, they might have a really good seed. By the way, there is no two. There's no advantage for the two seed anymore. So you got to freaking you have to have right. the best record in the NFC to get home field uh, and you know get the bye, miss a game. Okay, they get eliminated in the first round of the playoffs then. Okay, but I don't. Yeah, is he going to take them to the promised land? As Cam Jordan said, is he's going to be back in Vegas? No, not a chance. I mean, that, he might be back boy, for media. That line was crazy. Cam Cam Jordan like it like the Raiders burned him. This hour is brought to you by Battleborn Injury Lawyer, 766-1400, from anywhere in the state of Nevada. NBA Summer League on the ground. Things tip off tomorrow through the 17th. Wemby's here. We're going to talk about Chet Holmgren at all? we got to talk about him later on. But, uh, buff Chet Holmgren? Oh, right. Buff, yeah. He's uh, 7'1", uh, 208. Uh, around this time of year, uh, we always bring on Carmichael Dave because he's very excited to come here. He's not coming here this year. He's a big radio star in Sacramento where they have a winning organization. That's kind of a weird-sounding deal. But we always make a date to go get some barbecue, and we never do it. So I reached out to Dave the other day, and I was like, hey, you coming to town? And you told me what, Carmichael Dave? Hold on. I'm following you on threads here. Okay. Uh, there you go. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm in. That's I'm in. where it's at, man. That's where it's at. All my good content now. I only go where the uh, the superstars are. Uh, I, I told you I was uh, not coming. I will be in a slightly different climate. I will be on an island uh, off of Seattle for the weekend, which, by the way, I, I did not put it together when I booked this two months ago that uh, the All-Star game was going to be there that weekend, so that should not be insane mm. traffic at all. But, yeah, I'll, I'll be there. Look, I, I, I'm always honest with you. We go back decades. Here's the deal. Um, there's a lot of great things to do in Vegas. I can't handle I just – Every time I go down there for summer league, it's a privilege and an honor. And yeah, 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 yeah. but it's also like uh, walking behind a bus exhaust for like five days. Yep. Um, so I'm good, dude. I'll be uh, I'll be on the Puget Sound. Yeah, the, uh, the the Thomas and Mac for some reason that area is just stifling. The air oh. doesn't move. It's the black it, top. The black top. It is hot, yeah. hot, hot. So it's a it's a shock yeah. to people coming in from outside the market. So we should have been talking a lot. This last season, what was it like, man? This is crazy. I I admire you guys, and this is not a dig. I admire you guys who work in markets because I got friends who work in Kansas City and they've covered the Royals for all this crap the last like twelve years. You were there covering the Kings, highs and lows, potentially moving, and they were finally good, and they're going to be good moving forward. Yeah, I started as an intern uh, in in two thousand two, which was the 
the year they played the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals, and the refs stole that from us, of course. And then the first year of my night show, the 9 to Midnight show, used to come on all the time back when uh, Dana would talk to us. Uh, that was 2006. That was the last year the Kings made the playoffs. So 16 years, I have a soon-to-be junior in high school and freshman in high school that had not been born. They Last year was the first time they had seen the Kings in the playoffs in their lifetimes. And to your point, man, listen, no one's crying for uh, us, but look, when you work in a market with a successful team, especially when it's the only horse in town, you could go in and uh, you know rub your beard on the microphone and pull a five share. Uh, when the team sucks, you, you're basically a bullet sponge for four hours a day because they can't access the owner or GM. So yeah. if you if you say anything positive, you're a shill. And uh, if you say anything negative, people just don't want to listen to negativity. So it's super awesome, and it was great as a Kings fan to finally see them uh, be a good story instead of a punchline. So it was a great story, and it was awesome. But is there maybe a, a mistake in just simply running it back, which is essentially what they're doing for next year? I know that, like, in, look, in this business, you're paid to analyze and have super hot takes. All, all I can do is look at the chessboard and tell you that Monty McNair, the GM, in three years has completely turned around the culture of this team and obviously the talent level. De'Aaron Fox is the only holdover, and morons like me were screaming that he needed to be traded so we could uh, tank and replenish. And, and Monty held on to him, traded Tyrese Halliburton, as you know, for DeMontis Sabonis, which was maybe the biggest win-win trade in NBA history. It's kind of ridiculous how I don't think either side would pull back on that trade now if they could a year and a half later. Um, we got on him for not making any moves at the trade deadline last year. He didn't make any, really. Kessler Edwards, uh, a backup with the uh, Brooklyn Nets, was the only move. And they held on and had one of the best records after. I think what his plan ultimately was is these guys haven't even played a calendar year together. Uh, he wants guys like Keegan Murray, who just destroyed the uh, pre-Summer League California Classic out here, had 41 and four blocks last night. He's counting on Keegan to make another leap, and I think he really wants to see what this team can do with a full year together. So did I want us to, you know, sign Chris Middleton, Draymond Green, and Giannis out of the Kumpo? Sure, but uh, let's see what happens. Speaking of Keegan Murray, he's one of the young pieces. They're not going to make this guy close out summer league games in Las Vegas, right? He's done? He's done. He's okay. done. He, we were actually surprised he played in the Cal Classic, but again, that's a, that's a, if you're not familiar down there, that's a, that's a two game for, you know, a handful of teams, kind of a pre-summer league that started a few years ago. He's been working on things in the offseason. He's been in town all summer. Uh, De'Aaron Fox and he, they said the other day, have been together every single day, uh, working together. And, and this is a guy that basically, and I don't mean any disrespect by this, but, you know, for lack of a better way to put it, stood in the corner last year while the other guys were making their own shots and broke the rookie record from Donovan Mitchell for all time three pointers. So one thing we wanted to see going into next year is more aggression, more creation of, uh, his own shot. And he came out like he should. He should be the best player on the floor by far. Uh, but he came out in these last two games and looked insane. So uh, the hype is real for this kid uh, going into next year, and you add that with Sabonis and Fox and Kevin Herter and bringing back Harrison Barnes, and we'll see. You know, Carmichael Davis up on Cofield and Company, ESPN Reno, ESPN Las Vegas. He's a host on KHTK in Sacramento. Been doing it for a long time. Were you hoping? This, yeah, I know. Uh, were you hoping this offseason yeah. that uh, you could get a little uh, debilitating action towards Golden State and steal Draymond Green? 
That's a they, dude. Honestly, that's such a great question, and it's something we have tussled over. Draymond Green, I can't stand the way he plays, <laughs> yeah. but he also could arguably be the best possible fit. A a championship proven leader, tough guy, uh, elite defender, uh, a, a big semi big who can uh, handle the ball, much like uh, Sabonis. It would have made the team far better. I'm just not entirely sure. Three, four years to that guy. Uh, I don't know what I would have done to the chemistry, so, but it was definitely talked about. I don't think it was ever a real thing. It was talked about. And when you look at NBA, NBA champions, whether it's the Denver Nuggets, you know, they didn't really get to their level until I think until they got Aaron Gordon. You know, uh, Jokic, we kind of called DeMontis Sabonis Diet Jokic. He's not Nikola, but he's the closest there is in the league. Uh, De'Aaron Fox is Jamal Murray. Uh, Keegan Murray is probably Michael Porter Jr. We still need that Aaron Gordon. I say we because I'm on the roster. We still need that Aaron Gordon. We need that defensive <laughs> specialist. Uh, and when you look at NBA Finals champions in the past, pretty much every team has that guy, that that grit and grind defensive specialist guy. So I do think this Kings team is probably feeling, if that's a verb or a descriptor, by the fact that they don't have that. But Again, you know, it's not like Monty McNair can't make any more moves. Well, and it's so I, I, you know, I asked the question about running it back, but the the rebuttal too is like the Denver Nuggets, right? Like there is a value in persevering yep. through everything because eventually you might just break through. It's a copycat league, and it's it's funny when you mentioned mentioned the uh, Nuggets. You know, they were coached by Michael Malone, who was unceremoniously booted uh, when he was in the middle of turning around the Kings because DeMarcus Cousins. A, a viral meningitis, you know, and, and, and that still is one of the, maybe the darkest day of Vivek Ranadive's ownership up here was when he and Pete D'Alessandro, the then GM, fired Mike. Mike went straight to Denver and obviously built a champion there. So, yeah, we we understandably here in Sacramento try to pull parallels with Denver, and it doesn't hurt that they just won a title, but you're absolutely right. It's a copycat league. Denver kept it all together. Uh, they just, like I said, added Gordon, added pieces like Bruce Brown here and there, wherever. And it took them about four years of that iteration to win a title. So, you know, who knows? Maybe we get a parade here. A few other Sacramento-related issues. I wanted to see if you guys covered this on radio at all. We had played some bites from some, I don't know, Chamber of Commerce-type dude in Sacramento saying, you know, screw Vegas. The A's should go to Sacramento. Did you guys talk about that at all? Do you want the A's? I mean, do we want – look, first and foremost, I want the A's to stay in Oakland. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. So I, I want the A's to I, – I, and, and I get that, and yeah. I and I understand that. Look, when the Maloofs, who are uh, now, you know, where that's where uh, rings from your, your Stanley Cup champions there, when, when the Maloofs owned the Kings and they were threatening to move to Anaheim, Virginia Beach, Seattle, it was very difficult to take it out on the fan bases, especially in Seattle, because had the Kings left, I wouldn't care if I was stealing a team from your mother – uh, I want my kids to watch a team. So I, I don't blame – I know I'm on Vegas radio. I don't blame anyone in Vegas for if they're excited about the A's. Um, you should be. Uh, John Fisher is the worst owner in sports. He also owns the San Jose Earthquakes. And if anybody down there thinks that John Fisher is going to come down there and magically start spending money all of a sudden, you, you're smoking something and you need to pass the Dutch to the left. What you should hope for is that the A's get down there and he immediately spins them off and sells them because they're going to add about a billion dollars to their valuation. To answer your question, if they weren't going to stay in Oakland and there was no way to fix that, of course we'd want him in Sacramento. But 
that's just absolutely not realistic. He's seeing dollar signs, and he's trying to play the Mark Davis move, but he didn't have Jerry Jones to go up against Sheldon Adelson in this case, so I, I think ultimately he's going to get screwed. i got like 30 seconds left. Carmichael Dave from uh, Sacktown KHDK to Sports Radio does a morning show. You made the joke about Dana White uh, not really chatting with uh, radio people. You know, the, Some of the people who covered him back, say, 15 years ago are you still into the sport, or you know, when what? The other thing is, what is the Sacktown MMA community like? Because a lot of the fighters, you know, out of the main gym, got a little bit older. Real quick, did you say you had thirty seconds? I just want to make sure I'm not hitting hard out. Yeah, about thirty, forty seconds. Yeah, but we do have a hard okay. out. I got you. So with your eye saber here and Team Alpha Male, there's always going to be a hotbed. Plus the Diaz brothers, Diaz brothers, a few miles south in Stockton. Yeah. It, and Steve, am I into this sport as much as I was back when uh, you know you were at Yahoo and we were you know pumping iron together? No, uh, it's changed. But yet, hey, listen, I'll, I'll I'll get the fight this weekend. If there's a big fight, I'll get it. It's just it's not the same, dude. It's corporate, and that's I guess what old people say. It's just not the same when we were coming up. But it's still an amazing sport. Have fun in the Seattle area. Enjoy it. It sounds like it's vacation, so we appreciate you coming on a day before you leave. You're welcome to come up to Seattle and get barbecue, my friend. I would love to. I would love to. I'll see you. Oh, all right, bye. Say goodbye, John. There goodbye. he is. Carmichael Dave. I like that. You don't have uh, – normally guests don't ask about hard outs. I really appreciate that. This hour is brought to you by Battleborne Injury Lawyer, 766-1400. Whatever you were going to say, remember, because I will forget, but we will address that on the way back here on Cofield & Company. You know, we uh, we have Damian Barling on as a regular because he covers a lot of the Niners. He's also on a uh, Sacramento station. ESPN Sacramento, and uh, was at that station at Carmichael Dave. We just had Dave on, who's been a, I don't know, he's like a 20-year morning host. Very good in Sacramento. So I, I really do admire folks who are in those kind of markets. We're very lucky here uh, in Vegas, and, you know, and, and, and Reno doesn't have, you know, the major league sports. But for the longest time, we could just do national sports talk. We weren't, we weren't stuck in a city where the team sucks every year. I mean, can you imagine going 15 years and the Kings are basically 27 wins every freaking year, and that's your local team? That blows. Yeah. I mean, I was a Clippers fan, so or I am a Clippers fan. Kind of understand it, but not in the market itself. It's not. It's, right. I mean, it's different. If you're following from afar. Success. It is yeah. weird, though, that they're by far the second team in L.A. and get mocked on all the time. Yeah. But Sacramento is just a non-factor. And they did a good build. Now, here's the thing. By the way, did you want to ask me about his pumping iron comment? Well, no, I was going to say something. It didn't have to do with pumping iron. There was a lot that came from that. I was just going to mention at the end – um, which is beautiful because I was going to say we don't have time. Uh, but every time I am on with Carmichael Dave, which is few and far between, I think that's the first time I've talked to him in like a year and a half, uh, I always reference the fact that he yelled at me on Twitter one time, like back in 2015. What was it over? Uh, it was, uh, I was actually the day of the infamous fake punt by Chuck Pagano. Uh, and okay. yeah, he you know he tweeted something out along the lines of like, "Yo, Chuck Pagano's not going to be catching the Colton coaching the Colts next season." Yeah. And I sarcastically like retweeted it. It was like, "Yeah, you're really going out on a limb there." <laughs> and like he did not like it. No, I didn't. You get blocked. Shut it. Was it a Kawakami? Go move? take your meds. Was it like uh, what's his name, Tim Kawakami? No, no, that was something completely. That was a really innocuous well, he's, comment. He's that a, was crazy. He's a serial blocker. Yeah, that's kind of his game. No, he just told me to shut it. But I just looked. He's no, he 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 didn't block me. So there you go. Yeah. Tim Kawakami blocked me because I just asked him. What did he say? It was that it was that Cavs Warriors series when um, they could have been up 2-0. and I was like, "Oh yeah, I mean, but you can say that about the Cavs, can't you?" Block. Like it was literally that's all I said. I was like, "Can't you say that about the Cavs too?" It wasn't sarcastic or anything. No nope, block. You realize where the Kings are right now with the fans is kind of similar to where VGK is. 
because VGK just won a Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. Sacramento's finally good and a top four team in the Western Conference. And if you're in the media and you now try to question personnel moves of the Golden Knights, you try to get after McPhee and McCrimmon, you got no shot now. Mm-hmm. And in Sacramento, Carmichael Dave just kind of suggested it there. Like they, they built this. They're finally winning. They finally look good. Who's going to step up and go, you know what? DeMontis Sabonis, that deal is ridiculous. I'm not saying it is, but when I saw it, I was like, whoa, I, I think he's a really good player. But $217 million, and what did, did Halliburton get 260 Something from the like Pacers? That, yeah. and, well, and here's the thing. So, first off, I, I, I don't know. I would argue if, you're, if one run to the playoffs in which you were eliminated in the first round – constitutes don't ever question the team after 16 but years. But you know certain markets, No, of man. course. That's crazy, though. Yep, <laughs> it's it insanity. Is. It is. Uh, because that's that's not really success. Like, yeah. cool, you won the three seed and, and you got eliminated in the first round. That's insanity. Um, and I would also say with the Sabonis thing, like, you weren't really bidding against anybody. You, you, I've listened to a lot of these podcasts and Zach Lowe works for ESPN, brought up a great point. He was talking to John Hollinger's most recent episode. Sabonis isn't a center that you just drop into a team and he fits perfectly. Like, you've got to build a lot of your offense around his skill set. Who's really like chopping at the bit to go and get him after you traded for him? Probably not a lot of teams. Like you weren't really competing against anybody, so you probably could have gotten him a little bit cheaper. Which is weird because I feel like he's sort of Jokic-like in his skill set. He's actually better bringing the ball up the floor. Like I, I can't believe how good he is. You can trust him bringing the ball up the floor, but he's out, he's up top a lot. You know, running the uh, running the offense through him. We just heard copycat league a million times. I mean, wouldn't everyone out there be looking for a Jokic type? They would, but my uh, my it? yeah, because I think my rebuttal would be like like so for example, like he does rack up a lot of assists, but a lot of those assists comes off, come off like screen handoffs right to shooters who are just pulling up the second they get it from him, as opposed to Jokic controlling the offense and slinging it around the floor. So he's a little different. I would right. say. Uh, three six four eleven hundred. Let's do a giveaway right now. Demond's waiting. He's going to help you uh, qualify for some Aviators tickets, and also you're in for the weekly grand prize. The uh, prize this week is four nights in New York City, a Broadway show, and one thousand dollars in spending money, or you can just take the $3,000 cash. It's take the trip or take the cash. Caller 7 for the Lotus Summer of Fun, 364-1100. Rolling on, 4 o'clock hour. Damon is here. It's Cofield, John Von Tobel as well. NBA Summer League starts up tomorrow. Grab your tickets at UNLVtickets.com. Uh, we will be on the concourse with Cofield and company, Adam Hill, We'll be in, and then uh, John and I are planning on being out there and doing live shows. Just got to uh, finish up all the details uh, multiple times next week, and I know you'll be on the scene for VSIN, where you uh, essentially serve as their know-it-all basketball guy. Pretty much, it's you know not NBA, it's NBBG, know-it-all basketball guy. Okay, that's a good title. Why not? So I always lean on you on uh, NBA questions because you follow it so closely. We're just talking about Sabonis's contract, two hundred seventeen million dollars. Halliburton got two sixty. Did you see the tweet that Tyrese Halliburton sent out after it was announced so, he got the deal? It is, it is one of the most simplistic but greatest tweets ever. And I was so happy for him. And I'm sure there are so many people who were angry about it. I saw it, and it's funny you say that because I actually got multiple texts asking me if I knew, like if I got the reference, and I did not. Oh, you didn't? No, I have no oh, idea. You're not an old wrestling guy at all. No, no. We actually, you know, it's what we talked about wrestling on Monday. It, I, it just passed me by when I was younger. I never really watched wrestling at all. That's yeah, an we, old clip, though. That's like, oh yeah, that that looked like eighties ish. Yeah, it's eighties. Yeah, yeah. It was, was it was Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. Okay, just I, laughing and laughing about just the joy of life, being so rich. 
being so rich and Halliburton has cashed in with $260 million. You don't see players do that because there is, there is a backlash. There, there are a lot of people who hate the NBA. Of course. Um, and it might, be, it might be athletes from other sports. I, I'll tell you what, if I were a high-level hockey player, I wouldn't express it publicly, but I would be so pissed off right now about where the NBA is going, the kind of money they're generating with their TV deal when the you know the max deals you can get in the NHL are like $12.5 million, and then the big deals right now are eight, eight for eight and a half. Yep. And, I mean, who, who were we talking about during the break? Damian Lillard, in the last year of his current uh, contracts, he's got an extension that kicks in 20, uh, 2025, 2026. Yeah. The last year, not the whole deal, the last year, $63,228,828. Yep. That's... It's, hey, that's, that's, hey, Connor McDavid, uh, you can make one third of Jeremy Grant. Right. Here's a ten-year, sixty-three million dollar deal. <laughs> it's crazy, dude. The money that they, that they're throwing right. out there. Uh, by the way, what was it, what uh, what it, what was it? Get woke, go broke. Yeah. Is that what that was? I love I love to send that I love to send that yeah, out. That's what they said, right? Yeah. I love to send I sent it out about a month ago when uh, Monty Williams. Broke the bank and whatever he wound up getting, ten or twelve million dollars a year for a coach. Yep. Boy, the league is dying. Oh yeah, because it got woke. Whoa, man, boy, you guys, you guys have a lot of power. You 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 shut down shut the up. NBA. This is all going to crumble, man. It's all phony money. Um, but you can also look at baseball. Shohei Otani is going. I mean, Adam Hill yesterday was saying he's going to get seven hundred million dollars. I, you know, I would think it's going to be something in the range of whatever eight nine years, but for a lot of money, like forty five fifty million dollars a year. Which brings us to the Angels and. Everyone on you know in the audience and most people on the show, not everyone in the audience, a lot of people know. I I, I like what Stephen A. does, but I think he's doing kind of Stephen A. pick a side here in getting into the Angels and kind of ripping on them. And I know you're getting very angry. You get very angry because you're an Angels fan. The Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. No one cares about you. No one. I don't even know. I've been in L.A. quite often. I never hear anybody talking about the Angels. We love driving by the stadium. Uh It looks really nice. Uh No one cares. You're irrelevant. Period. And he's been on Otani saying that Otani can't be the face of baseball. Right. So what do you think of this? They're, They're in a major market. Now, honestly, anyone who's from California knows Orange County is a lot different, right. and it ain't real close to L.A. proper. I mean, at, at, le- at least in terms of driving there, every everything in Southern California feels like when you look at a map. Oh, it's right there. No, but because of the roads and the amount of people there, it takes forever. It's a very, it's very much a different market. Um, but I mean, is he right? Do does anyone talk about the Angels? I don't know. I don't believe Stephen A. is on the street and like listening to baseball conversations. Well, I don't think. But this is this is the direction he's chosen to go in. That Otani. Is not can't be the face of baseball, and that the Angels are irrelevant. So here's the thing, I, I'm a big you know me I'm a big Stephen A. Smith fan, um, and I love the Stephen A. voice where it's like we love to drive by, you know yeah. it's great stuff. I, I love Stephen A. He's awesome. Uh, I think this is more Stephen A. going, oh crap, they're asking me an Angels question. I've got nothing. So all I'm going to do is just insult the franchise because I can't really break down all of the injuries that are happening with this team like Gio Urshela and others. I probably don't even know that Gio Urshela played for the Angels before he got hurt. I think that's the route he went. Now, overall, the point, I think, I don't think I've ever run from this. I think it's pretty clear the Angels are like the second team. That's why I picked them. I want teams of character. That's why I'm a Clippers and Angels guy. Because when they rise to the top, it's the greatest. So yeah, like they're the secondary fran- like franchise in the city. However, my question is more like, 
what benefit does that do? Like, what's the point of something like that? You know, because in the article I sent you over, I think it was even posed a question. Like, do people enjoy this? Like, when you're watching First Take and they're asking about Otani in these situations, are people like, yeah, yeah, Angels are relevant. That's right, Stephen A. Or do you kind of want to hear, like, what he has to say about the most important and best player in baseball and what's going to happen with his future? Uh, he will not be the best player in baseball until he lands in Philly, New York, or Boston. It's not true. He's that's the, the way it works. No, it's the, he's the he's, best. He's player just not. And he, what does he win? Well, that he doesn't win. That was was it. Craig Carton who said, uh, you know, he's got to take his team to the playoffs. Like, what are we doing? Well, like, there's not a different pitcher that, every day. That right there is New York sports talk, that's and they're, so gonna, and they're trying to spread it on national platforms like FS1. I don't get it because I also know I know who they are and what they're doing here. You know what? Well, we had this big debate yesterday. I mean, do, do people want hardcore information on the Angels if they live in the Midwest, the South, or the Northeast? You know what? Or do they just want, let's throw something at the wall and say, you know, Otani is really good, but he ain't that good. You know, yeah, I'm thinking right. about it. You, you're, I'm thinking about it. You're right. We should talk about relevant franchises, like the New York Mets, who are 40 and 46 and six and a half games out of the wild card, yeah. or the Yankees, who can barely hit... And our, what, they have the last wild card right now and we want to have games up on the uh, Blue Jays and their best player sideline. We have no idea yeah. when he's coming back. Oh, okay, let's talk about this. You know, two. what's funny about that one is uh, one of my favorite shows that's on Fox Sports Radio, wonderful sister station we have, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Um, they brought in Covino and Rich, who have been doing radio forever and more FM music uh, type show, but they have an ensemble cast, but they're both from the New Jersey, New York area. They, they're in L.A., and I and to me, Fox Sports Radio is really more of a West yeah, West Coast 100%. Pacific Time network. They talk about the Mets almost every day because one of them is a Mets fan. They're in I think where where are they? Are they in Sherman Oaks? Right. So you know, in Southern California, not super close to Orange County. They I've never heard them talk about the Angels, and I listen almost every day. They're right there. And they still talk about the stinky Mets. They're Mets and they're, what is it, 200, well, how many millions of dollars, $200 million payroll? Oh, and they're no, six games under? Yep. Let's talk about them, though. But, hey, they came back. They were down one nothing yesterday. And they had a solo shot of tied up and they came back at one. That's the start of something. We started a conversation yesterday. Didn't get to finish it. I think the – so Trout's out, what, four weeks? Maybe max eight? Yeah, with his hammate fracture. Okay, so – I called the, it a hamate. The hammock bone, right? <laughs> um, they have to trade Otani, right? They don't have to. Are you stupid? Uh, no. In fact, they should be buyers at the trade deadline. Okay, you're pie in the sky right now. No, I'm not. Damon, do you want to jump in here and save him? I mean, this is an Angels fan who's like, lost, like, he's no, lost here's, his way. No, here's the thing. Okay. No, Damon, jump in. Don't, <laughs> no, 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 don't no, let him. Don't. No, I was going to say, listen. this I is, this is the equivalent of I never of even thought about them being yeah. buyers at the trade deadline. But with that extra wild card, don't other teams who are so close think that they're still in it so sure. nobody's going to be selling? Right. So there are only four games out. Right? The second half schedule is brutal. But here's the thing, and I think it ties into the Otani conversation. I think we think of baseball and all of our sports just as the sport itself. It's wins, it's losses, it's you know, get in, don't get in, win a whatever. But there's more things at stake here. You know, For Otani, there's people that are blown away by some of the reports that indicate he's still like, like toying with the idea of staying with the Angels. But think about this. Otani moved from Japan, picked the Angels, lived there for the last, what, six, seven years. Mm-hmm. That's a big culture shock. 
Would you really want to then go and do something different and maybe try? Like, you know, lifestyle is important. Maybe he wants to stay in where he's living right now. Maybe he wants to stay in the community that he's at because he's gotten comfortable there. He doesn't want to go anywhere else. And it's the same thing with the Angels. The Angels, you don't want to trade him away because there's a chance he might stay. That's a guy who, advertising in Japan, you're getting money from that. All sorts of different things come with Shohei Otani. So it's not just like pie in the sky. Like, I think they can win and get to the playoffs. I think it's a bigger picture thing where it's like if we give this guy money, if he wants to stay here, he is the biggest star in baseball. Why not keep him? We're the irrelevant franchise. We need somebody to talk about us. There's, I think there's a lot more than just winning games when it comes to Otani and keeping him for the injury. What do you think Moreno is willing to pay? I think he'd be – okay. If you're willing to give out the contracts that you did to guys like Anthony Rendon and Albert Pujols and others, you should be willing to pay out the nose, whatever he wants. And I think they'd be willing to do it. I think the guy you asked, like, honestly, I don't know why we're t- – the guy you're talking about trading is Mike Trout. Isn't it? I know you're trading him for pennies on the dollar, essentially, or I guess quarters on the dollar because he's still pretty good. He's in the midst of his worst year. That's the guy you're talking about trading. Is it not? I want both. Like if you're just Team X that's coming in and asking? Or you're saying oh, the Angels um, want both? I thought you were asking me who should the Angels trade. Like yeah, that's what I'm saying. And you're saying if you're the Angels, you want both of them. I want both, but I really got, I got to get some intel in the organization, and I'm sure they have a good feel for it. If he has no chance of signing there, I'm not sure I keep him around. But then the, the trade market could be really weird. Because mm-hmm. what I would love to see is, you know, the six or seven teams that generally, you know, recently haven't had a chance to win a World Series are now in a position to be in the playoffs. Push it over the top and get the oh. World Series. That's what it's all about. But then there's a lot of people who are like, I wouldn't trade good prospects for just you know a half a season of Otani. Well, what if you win the World Series? Dude. That's the goal. And you know, it's funny. A couple minutes ago, I was mocking on Kansas City and how miserable it is to cover the Royals. They had their years. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're ever going to have them again under this owner, but they had their years, and you can never take that away from them. So you know, if you're the Reds, would you trade for them as a rental should, player? You should call. My, my number one team, you know who I'd love to see? I think it would be awesome if Texas went to go get him. That team would be so much freaking fun with that lineup and then putting Otani in it yeah. as well as him pitching. It'd yeah. be great. Yep. But how many of those how many of those places are going to do that? Not many. A place like Milwaukee used to do it, and I actually mm-hmm. I consider Milwaukee a you know kind of a big market team now. They spend money. They've got a good farm system. They have high high uh, high paid players. But we'll see who steps up. Or is it only going to be places that actually have a chance to sign him for five hundred million dollars plus? Like, if you're the Giants, do you give up some prospects, and the Giants system isn't awesome, to get a hold of him, have him for two months, see how well he can perform, and, and go, hey, this is what San Fran is like. Mm-hmm. You know, and if the Asian community around you is important, I mean, look at this. Or is it worth it for the Yankees? I mean, honestly, if I were I, – I think that Cohen dude who owns the Mets – now we're doing Mets talk, right? He has so much money. I mean, I would – I would just I'd make a massive offer. Hey, if I get them, I get them. But I would try to f over. I try to f over the Yankees, the Giants, the Dodgers. You know what? Here's here's ten years, six hundred fifty million dollars. Let's mm-hmm. go. Right? Epler was. But, but what what you money. what you need is you need like seven people to be thinking that way. Mm-hmm. But do you? Or are they just going to go? You know, we're not trading anything. It's going to hit the free agent market. We'll get them then. I think. I mean, I think if your teams like San Francisco, who are one of the teams rumored that he's interested in, I think you probably just wait because there's a chance you can get them for nothing. Um, that makes more sense. But if you're some of these teams he's not considering, yeah, go for it. Like, why not? Make it because if it happens, like you said, then you win.
And you get it. And who cares if he leaves? You got a championship. It's going to be part of it forever. That's what you got. So ultimately, what do you think the Angels do? You think they make the run with him? Yes. So they're going to keep him. I think they're going to. And I, risk getting nothing for him. Yes. Wow. Because well, cause that's why we always talk about risk. There's other side of risk, which is they keep him. He stays. And he's an angel forever. Right? Like there's, there's a, pass, there's a possibility. Look at how happy he is right now. You are glowing. But it's, isn't it the inverse of what we're talking about? Yeah. Right? Where you're talking about, hey, some of these teams, they can't do it. You should go and give it a shot, even if it's only a rental. And if you're the Angels, you should give it a shot. Because what if he stays there? Talking Otani and the possibility of being traded, Dame has requested a trade. We'll uh, go deeper on that one and uh, how bad a position he's put the Blazers in.